guys, I'm Alex. Welcome to another episode of the BSR Show. We are the Black Series Rebels. With me, as always, is my boy, Stephen Ellis. Summer, summer, summertime. Summertime. Showing up with a hose to a water gun fight. It's the guy always ruining the party. It's Cisco Kid. Nah, I show up with that super soaker with the backpack. Does 200? <laughs> I believe that was on the list of guns, and I think Steve put it on like best summer. I go ham. Uh, no, two hundred was uh, the double barrel red and white one, the double tank or whatever. I don't know the thousand. I You're, think is yeah. the one with the backpack, right? Oh, the thousand yeah. is the backpack, and the one hundred is the blue and that's yeah. the yellow, the blue, yeah. white, blue white, green. Yeah, yeah. the one hundred was always too heavy for me. Is too is too uh, too big. Had to go with the, uh, had to go with the uh, good old fashioned fifty. I was a two thirties kind of guy. You know what I mean? Two thirty. Oh, fucking my, a Kimbo get, Super Soaker. Get, getting, getting my John Woo on. You know, releasing the doves <laughs> sure you, and just jumping. I'm into sure the you pool. looked as badass as any of those oh characters running around with two tiny squirt guns. Me running on the deck and then in up into the pool, thinking I'm in slow mo with my two guns, just playing face off. Just with exactly your, with all your day. Just like little chocolate pudding on your chest. Oh. <laughs> just melted otter pop, you know, yeah. all over. Just like, just purple teeth. <laughs> just like stained teeth. I'm a fucking just, assassin. Just fueled just, by Sunny D and Hawaiian Punch. Nah, just straight up corn syrup. Well, shit. It, this is, uh, man, I feel like technically I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the beginning of... It would be a year from quarantine session starting, right? Didn't we start it June or we started in May? I can't remember. Everything's blurred together. But the only reason why I bring it up is because I feel like we're about to kind of have a almost like a quarantine sessions style theme. And we're kind of going into something a little more broad, a little more sort of like, it's free flowing, man. It could just be anything. And we are going to be spending the summer talking summer news, blockbuster movies, summer hangouts, cookouts, parties, theme parks. The fucking summer's our fucking oyster as we go back into the world of the living. How do we feel about going back into the world of living, Cisco? Have you done anything in the world of the living? I actually. Yeah, I'm. I went to the Dodger game last night. How could you, man? <laughs> How could you go in a pandemic? I'm just. I did with you. <laughs> We uh, we actually sat in the vaccinated section in. The yeah, you pavilion. did. It was a beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. Um, they're just giving I, out champagne and hundred dollar bills to everyone vaccinated, and just I throwing like throwing dirt on all the non vaccinated people. The, the funniest <laughs> part of it is that we're all looking at the vaccinated sections like two vaccinated sections in our view right and we're just like they're just like sardines packed on, uh, on yeah. top of each other and we're just chilling we got the, like the whole bench to ourselves masks <laughs> off just like, chilling masks off we're just like <laughs> not we're, we're not like you know super uncomfortable like uh, right on top of each other we can like put our stuff on the bench in front of us because that's empty we got food chilling there our drinks chilling here we're like we're just straight maxing it was great that's awesome. And then over the, the non-vaccinated section, they're just like, it smells like diarrhea. It's just like the worst of the worst. I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking around. Like, if, you're like not, if you're not going to get vaccinated, I will not pass judgment on you. Just know 
it's incredibly selfish and you only care about yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what the rules are. Like, do you have to show a vaccinated card if you buy tickets in the vaccinated section? I don't know. But uh, I think um, it's a scout's honor kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I don't we know. know. We know how that works. Everybody's everybody's we're, honest we're, and they're, they're very honest. Yeah. There's no way anyone would lie about this to Never. the people. Right. No. What about you, Steve? What uh, have you done in summer summer life? You know, um, well, um, unfortunately, Amber's not able to get vaccinated just yet because we're having baby number two. You are having baby hey. number two. So hey, it's gonna be a pregnant summer. But uh, we did head That's out. That's my to favorite Beach Boys song. Pregnant summer. Pregnant summer. Remind me. It goes. Well, the girl's outside and she's got the sweats and she's craving lots of food that she shouldn't get. She's having pregnant, pregnant, pregnant summer. Pregnant, 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 pregnant summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play that to, to my baby in, in, inside of Amber's belly. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be amazing. But no, we actually got to go um, to Underwood Farms, which... It, correct me if I'm wrong, Cisco. It seems to be the place that every school in Southern California goes to on like a field trip or something. Maybe I'm, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but normally they're really big for their harvest, like pumpkins and all that stuff. Anyways, I got to take the family out there and, you know, after being in lockdown for a year, it was nice to see my kid like just get stoked to go down slides. So, um, you know, it was yeah. good. I'm looking forward to like kind of getting out a little bit, um, you know. So, yeah. What about you, Alex? I saw a movie. What? In the theater. No, you didn't. With people. <gasps> I saw A Quiet Place 2. Ooh. Was it quiet? Yeah. It was. Here's the thing. I saw a lot of the exact same takes. I saw like nine of the same tweet, which is like, I saw A Quiet Place 2. It was awesome. This guy wouldn't stop checking his phone and he was smacking his food. And oh my God, I'm, uh, I heard popcorn crunches and people texting and talking and doing and like rooting the experience. Yeah, the movies are back. And to those people, I say, hey, don't go. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't fucking go. Don't be so cynical. Like it's, it, listen, uh, honestly, A Quiet Place 1. When I saw that in theaters, I was like, no lie. That movie is like you are you're rolling the fucking dice on whether you're going to have a good experience seeing that movie in the theater because it does require people to shut the fuck up. So that, you can that is it. a movie you go see at the Arclight and not. AMC. Yes. <laughs> yes. And unfortunately, at this moment, I do not have that as an option. So I had to go to AMC Burbank 16. But I will say. Once the movie started, people were pretty quiet. So I had a pretty good like theater. Like you could tell, like the energy was like holy shit. Like it was probably a lot of people's first time back because that's the first big movie that and Cruella. But Cruella you could watch on Disney Plus, which sort of like alleviates the need to see that first. And Quiet Place Two, if I'm remembering correctly, is maybe the first movie of like all of the movies that were coming out right when the pandemic hit that pushed back like instantly. It was like, we're not releasing like it, it instantly said, we'll let you know when it's coming out. Like they, he must've, they are so confident in that movie that they're like, we're not going to put this out. We're going to wait. And it kind of set the, I think the standard a little bit like that and bond and a lot of the other Disney movies. But anyway, uh, 
once the movie started, people were super quiet, but I will say a lot of people have forgotten like not to fucking drink a lot because a lot of people getting up to pee more than like your standard movie trips. I think a lot of people forgot. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Like, got to do it before. I can't forgot pause how to this hold, shit. Forgot how to hold their bladder because they were yeah, always right near the, They were always near home. Motherfucker, I was there just like holding liters. No sweat. <laughs> I'm like, I've trained for this. So uh, Alex just sits in his de- his office at home all day, going, "Nope, I'm not going to the bathroom." I'm never. Just I'm training. I, my my movie yep. bladder is prepared. It's like training for a marathon. You gotta you know you gotta put in the work ahead of time. I could watch Endgame and Infinity War double feature with a fucking Coke icy and a large Dasani and not have to get up once. Damn. But the bladder infection after is a fucking real fiend that I got to fight. <laughs> Just like Bernie Dick. No, it was uh, it was great, man. It was so awesome. I was so happy, so fucking happy to be at the movie theater. It wasn't my first time back because I saw Top Gun, but it was my first time seeing a new movie in the movie theater, and it felt great. I had a blast, and I'll tell you this right now. When you boys get to go back, the first thing you're going to hear is Alex saying, honestly, what we all took for granted were fucking movie trailers in the theater. That's the shit we took for granted. Think of all the great trailers we've watched on our phones over the last year. Imagine Top Gun Maverick on the fucking big screen. That shit pummels you in the face it just throws ice water on your face and you just like open your eyes and it's nothing but just like naked people staring you in the <laughs> eyes ready to sweaty just, just sweaty just oh you're just like yeah do it to me top gun too do it like Volleyball it's just a really face yeah dude bam just getting pummeled pummeled by sound pummeled by sound i got the eternals trailer which was great uh what other trailers did i get but Top Gun still right now. Top Gun Maverick is the supreme trailer to see. Uh, what, um, what theater did you watch it at? I, I watched it at AMC Burbank 16. Now, here's what I will say, and I and I'm I regret it. I wish I had uh, seen it in Dolby. I didn't see it in a Dolby. I didn't get the full thing. I just saw it in a normal theater because, honestly, I'm, I'm buying tickets based off which theaters look the busiest. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to at least not be in a slammed sardine can movie theater not that it really means anything i'm fully vaccinated and i'm munching on fucking corn nuts under my mask like got a straw under my like under my mask like it's i'm still paranoid as all hell but uh it was great i had i had a blast and then we um uh did a little bike riding a little bit of uh you know just kind of just kind of living baby felt good felt good yeah yeah guys i feel like summer has arrived and we are we're in it do we feel like talking about a little summer news Ooh. Ooh. I, it's been a long time since i've had to come up with a news this week, eh? it's been weeks <laughs> mm. let's let let's let the audience in on this process hmm. let's see let's I, i'm thinking about summer and uh i'm thinking about do we call it? Do I do I choose a an uh, an iconic theme of summer like water gun summer? Do it water balloon summer, water summer, 
uh, Ice Cream Man Summer. What's going on in the news? I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex. Hit me with some of that summer vibes, baby. Some of that summer news. Damn right. Uh, wow, I feel like we've got a lot of fun stuff. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex. What's going on this week in summer news? What is going on this week in summer news? Well, you know, quite a bit has uh, passed since we've talked about the news. And, you know, you did mention movie trailers. Uh, guys, last month we talked about Marvel all month. And, well, let's talk about Marvel a little more. What'd yeah. What do you guys think of that Eternals trailer? Yeah, man. I uh, I think I texted you both. Just I don't know what this movie is going to be about. Yeah. Or like, but I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting because again, I'm not like an expert in the Eternals or Kirby, and I was laughing because I was like, oh my god, Jack Kirby's trending today because everybody seemed very upset that it did not have that like Kirby flair. Uh, but I don't know enough about, about that to really have an opinion. I can just go off of the movie and it looks pretty wild, man. Pretty stoked. I'm into it. What about you, Steve? I just want to say my Twitter algorithm right now must be fucking running primo. Cause I didn't know that people like were not stoked. Um, I didn't see any negative stuff on my end. All yeah. I saw was like, wow, um, you know, this looks beautiful. Yeah, it was just a lot of people whining about colors. And I'm colorblind, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I was just like, apparently it's not as bright as the Jack Kirby comics, which I'm sure Matt Ritchie right now is literally slamming his head through his computer monitor like, motherfucker, we talked about this for two hours. <laughs> but like... I feel like I'm just like, it looks pretty good to me. I don't know whatever, but first of all, that could have come out and it, they could have said, congratulations, Marvel's eternal COVID-19 has been fully eradicated. We've put $10,000 in all of your bank account and you can now sleep with whoever you want. And it's totally consensual. And we brought back and, Jack Kirby and we brought back Jack dead. Kirby. And you know what would have been trending? Fuck Marvel. <laughs> like people would have just been so mad. Like Disney just ruins everything, man. Typical Disney giving me everything I want. It uh I don't know, man. I <laughs> thought it looked I thought it looked really cool. I, I was super into it. I was super into it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I uh I don't know. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about Chloe Zhao and her her palette and um the the sort of uh, um, ambiance that she creates in her movies and what she was going for with this one. And I felt like what we saw kind of, you know, lean towards that. And, you know, obviously this is a teaser trailer, right? So it's not, it's very much a teaser trailer. Like you see nothing in this movie yeah. in this trailer. So, you know, we still got a, a bit to go before we start getting some real kind of juicy content from, uh, from a trailer, but um, it just, you know, it wets my appetite just a little bit, just enough. And I don't actually care too much if the movies look like the comics did. Like, I don't care if they follow the comic books. I don't care if they look like them. 
I just want the movies to be entertaining. And uh, so far, they haven't let me down. So I, I'm, I'm very excited and hopeful for this one. All right, all right. What do you guys think of? Uh, are you guys gonna see James Gunn's Suicide Squad? Hell oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I haven't been excited a million for... times more excited for that than Eternals. Yeah. Interesting. I'm so much more excited for for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I'm just excited because it's James Gunn, and I think yeah. King Shark is fucking weird and funny <laughs> and right up my alley, like a big dumb shark with shorts. Like, yep. boy, just. You want to talk about getting exactly what you want in your fandom. That's a, a good example of something I think is fucking radical. But I'm with you, Cisco. Like, I don't know which one I'm more excited for, but something about this is the first DC movie I've been excited for since Batman versus Superman. I was excited for Batman versus Superman, and then that was that. I stopped being excited after I saw Batman versus Superman. I went, that's it. I think this this one's not for me. That's okay. Like, not everything has to be for you guys. Not everything has to be for you. It's okay. Don't have an angry summer because I don't like DC. <laughs> Speaking of Batman. I love DC. Oh. I just don't like the movies that they've been making. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys happen to check out Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead? Not yet. Me neither. Alex, did you? Did <laughs> nah, you, man, did you I didn't that? fucking watch that. No, I didn't watch that. Why would I, I watch would, that? I will watch Sorry, that. Sorry, I meant, I, I meant the, the Dave Bautista the Dave zombie Bautista movie. Zombie movie? The Dave Bautista zombie movie? Yeah, that movie. Steve kept dying laughing. I'm like, hey, man, you watch that Dave Bautista zombie movie? And he's like, dude, I love that you're calling it the Dave Bautista zombie movie and not the. I'm like, Zack Snyder doesn't exist in my orbit. Like, I don't mean to be a dick, but he's like not a human in my brain. Like, Zack Snyder is. So, like it, it, he doesn't like it's not that i'm sure he's a really nice guy and i'm sure he's lovely it's just for some reason i could not tell you anything that Zack snyder's doing on any given day i'm like who though the guy who did uh batman versus superman ah oh, copy that i don't mean to dump on dc that's not what this is supposed to be at all i am very excited for james gunn suicide squad it looks hilarious it looks awesome uh and it you know i think they're always they're, they're still kind of at least, I don't know, Cisco, you can speak to the DC comics so much more than I can, but it feels like they're still trying to find the voice of that sort of like universe and franchise. And maybe this is going to be the one. Uh, like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's I we've been talking about it in my other group chat. And one of the theories is that if Suicide Squad does what people think it's going to do that they'll just kind of hand the universe over to James Gunn in the same way that Marvel kind of handed it over to the Russos. The Russos. Um, and I could, I guess I could see that maybe happening. I just don't have any faith in the um, decision makers over at Warner's or DC to do the logical or sane or rational thing. So, um, and I don't even know if that's even the right move. But I don't even think he would want it. I don't think he would take it. Yeah, I, I, who knows? But I do know that um, just as far as the quote-unquote universe is concerned, they still have no fucking clue what they're doing or what it's supposed to be or what ties into what. You know, we're getting Joker 2 now apparently and, um, you know, Matt Reeves' Batman is still coming. and That I'm excited what- for. I'm excited for Matt Reeves' Batman. I am excited for that. I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, I could absolutely care less about Joker 2. 
Uh, I could have cared less about Joker one. There's not a world my... that Joaquin Phoenix is going to come back for Joker two. What world are they living? Oh, in? Oh, for sure he will. For sure he will. For sure he will. They wouldn't announce it if he wasn't coming back. Okay. Was it going to be Jared Leto? <laughs> like they're not going to do that. Oh my God! Could you imagine if they just put Jared Leto's fucking weird hot topic Joker and slapped him like Post Malone Joker, put him right in the middle of fucking Everyone Joaquin so Phoenix Scorsese Joker? That'd be Everyone awesome. So excited to have him back for the Snyder Cut. So who knows? But. Not gonna lie, I actually would be way fucking into it if they just took Jared Leto and shoved him into the Joaquin Phoenix Joker verse. I'd be like, I gotta see this. Joaquin How Phoenix the fuck would is come this back just work? to kill him? Right. God, could you imagine if like they just cut and it's like this man can be seen murdering Robert De Niro and they just cut to that fucking Joaquin or fucking Jared Leto Joker and it's like, wait, what? Like nobody. What I don't remember him looking quite so green haired <laughs> what else is going on in the news no need to, for me to dump on <laughs> well since we're talking anymore. about warner brothers uh and not really having you know much of a direction there um you might remember over the last couple of years at&t um buying uh warner brothers and warner brothers media and entertainment and all that stuff it was a huge, you know it was a big story forever um the government looked into it to see if it was going to be like a, a monopoly or whatever um and AT&T, while we were talking Marvel and not really doing news, um, basically sold off Warner Media to Discovery. Um, and so now we have Warner Brothers Discovery, the stuff that dreams are made of. Um, once again, you know, it seems like we're going to have issues with the top executives who are running everything at Warner Brothers, so I don't see how we're going to be getting a unified sort of vision anytime soon um, in regards to our previous subject. But um, the other thing that happened was Amazon then bought MGM Studios for $8.45 billion, um, giving them access to all of the pre-existing IP and years of legacy uh, and, and pictures from them. What do you guys think about all these conglomerates and these, these, these companies scooping up entertainment companies. Uh, the the Warner's Discovery thing I I don't know what to think about that. I mean, like I feel like those properties have changed hands so many times in the last like 10 to 15 years. It's yeah. just like a weird sort of revolving door of turnover. Um the Amazon MGM thing actually doesn't surprise me at all i mean like amazon has been trying to get into movie theaters for what seems like forever now and i think there have been rumors about them trying to acquire studios in the past um and i can't remember exactly who it was but you know i think um it's good you know i think amazon and prime in particular put out some pretty high quality product and um you know, if they if they get into making good movies, then hey, let's let's get it. Let's get some MGM is 007, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, let's get some let's get some uh, new blood playing Bond and some so continue that trend of good shit coming out from that one. So I mean, I, I'm I'm hopeful that that'll be fun and good, and we'll get some some exciting movies out of it. Don't know what to think about the Warner's Discovery thing right now. Alex, thoughts? Yeah, I mean... Don't care? Not that I don't care. I just, as long as it doesn't... 
I just don't want them to just pull off of like pull all of MGM movies and just make them Amazon exclusives. Like, let's just not do that. Let's not just use it to fuel. Like if you're going to do it, like respect the art of it and just at least put like bond in theaters, big budget franchise movies, like, you know, opinions of Amazon aside and Jeff Bezos and not getting like political, you know, that guy's got a kind of a problem of like really in sometimes a good way, but like he disrupts a lot of industries. That's his thing. He's kind of in for better and for worse. Like a lot of us survived because of Amazon during this pandemic, but like his workers worked insane hours were worked to the bone. He wouldn't let them unionize. Like Amazon is a complicated company and I just don't want him to be buying up MGM so he can have like another infinity stone on his fucking gauntlet and be like, now I'm going to fucking crush movies. As long as that's like, we actively have like, and this is feels weird to say like in some way that like Disney's or the purveyors of like truth and justice in the galaxy. But it's like, (laughs) if we have the places like Disney and universal and other, like keeping the standard, like, no, this we have to like this is a huge industry and this is an art form and we have to kind of because i'm telling you as someone who went back to the movies like straight up it's true it's better these things belong but i think there i think that's something that is you're gonna find is people are gonna having had this forced sort of year year and a half away has yeah in i i, I could be wrong i think that it's gonna have people being reminded of why the movies and the movie theaters are so awesome. And it's also going to show the younger generation who never really cared because they had a screen at their disposal constantly. Uh, I think it's going to be a booming thing again for them. I guess I'm, I'm sort of curious to kind of follow up on what Alex is saying. Is the, is the theory that Amazon purchased MGM like is, is the, 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 the negative, uh, assumption that they're just not going to make movies for theaters they're going to just do it for well shooting. i think the 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 negative assumption is they're going to use that studio to fill out their streaming service so that they can compete better against well, netflix and disney plus i mean if it if it was me i i would see them doing both right like yeah you sure you, you acquire the library to fill out it's not like Amazon Prime needs more there's content. A, there's I mean, a lot of television already involved not, too with that company. Right. So you're you're acquiring yeah. it to to bolster your streaming product. At the same time, it's an entrance way into movie theaters by making big movies and with all of these properties that exist already. I can't imagine them being like, hey, you know those Bond movies? They make a lot of money in the theaters, but we're not going to do that. We're putting it just on Amazon Prime. Totally. I, and you're probably a thousand percent right, Cisco. I'm just saying Jeff Bezos loves nothing more than literally money. just disrupting and destroying. He loves to make money. Sure. Right? He so loves to make that, money. So yeah. if there's more money to be made and them being in the movie theaters, keep it in the mood. Like I, what I'm hoping is that he doesn't say, well, my goal is to disrupt the movie theater industry because in the long run there is more money to be made direct to consumer. Well, 
I guess my my other and I don't know yeah, what the truth. My is. My other yeah. question is that I don't know that you know what the answer is to this, but I don't think that Jeff Bezos single handedly sits behind a desk and makes all the decisions for Amazon, right? Like there's like no, I'm no. sure a board of directors that make all these decisions together and you most know, it's likely all about making shareholders happy and all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, I would assume too. Most likely, MGM is purchased, and there's this crazy fucking. 10,000 page clause about how the board of directors on MGM maintain some share of decision-making of the brand. Like there's probably it's, it's not as simple as like, has I'm, you know, haphazardly making out on a podcast about summer news vibes with water gun logos. Like I know it's more, much more complicated than that. I'm just saying I get nervous when I hear all of these people buying up, giant studios because you go well is there something behind there that we hopefully don't want which is kind of the homogenization of the art form and you get because i i do think like there's a part of me that was like i kind of hoped that they wouldn't have put like cruella on disney plus you know like i i kind there's a part of me that's like no keep it like be bold and wait for the theaters to come back. But again, I'm not running business, just bleeding money and bleeding fucking profits. And, so like, and a release date that you need to get to in order for actors availability like, to happen to free up the space. For yeah, the yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Like, I totally get it. It's not as simple. The pandemic didn't just disrupt movie theaters. It disrupted fucking everything. Like, I just watched a whole thing on restaurants and it's like, you'd think restaurants... They got fucking just absolutely thrashed. Oh, yeah. It's not just movies. It's everything where people right. are expected to go to. I'm just saying, I hope, you know, I, and I, I say that with Amazon boxes littered all over my fucking office, like just, just please put the movies in the theaters and let theaters thrive. Like that's all I want. That's I, all I'm saying. I hear what you're saying. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you're still going to, you're still going to get your movies there and you're still going to get other exploitations of the IPs and stuff on their, their series. And, but don't worry, you're not going to miss out. I guarantee you bond is going to the theaters. They've held out this long and, uh, don't worry. Well, bond for sure. Bond um, is like, who doesn't like a billion dollars worldwide? <laughs> like those movies. Don't get so me wrong. Money. Don't get me wrong. As we were sitting here talking, I was like, I could go for a big budget, something in the bond multiverse something on uh, hbo caliber tv series like I, I i could do something within the double o world uh of high co caliber content but uh let's see here speaking of high caliber content uh you, you guys check out thor's guns check out chris hemsworth we got you know we got we got taika in his little suit did you um, hear jeff jeff bezos just bought uh, Chris Hemsworth's biceps for $8 billion. I believe it. They're being surgically installed to Jeff Bezos' body. It was worth every penny. That is worth like, yeah, actually, to be honest with you, I think that's worth it. Like, you, he's single you think, now. He's single now. So, and he stepped you, down. He's stepping down as of July 5th. So, Jeffrey maybe, Bezos. Maybe he's got to get that, that surgery. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> we all know you're excited for. For, for the next Thor. I just wanted to talk about, you know, those big guns. Um, just massive. Massive. Like, hey, fucking. And he's not the only one with some guns in that movie. I mean, we saw Natalie Portman rocking right. 
She's some yeah, yeah, wicked She's been arms. Doing, oh yeah, wide, wide grip pull-ups. Yes, just, <laughs> just fucking lats, just fucking pure like V, baby, looking like over, elevated pushups. Oh yeah, looking over at Chris, going, I created the fucking this shit. I created acting in front of all this nonsense. You guys are. It, let me show you how it's done. She's not wrong. She's you like, know. do that shit when you're 14. Yeah. Do that with, with a fucking, fucking tennis ball, dickhead. George Lucas <laughs> running around with a fucking. With a little notepad full of googly-eyed creatures <laughs> telling me where they all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 begins filming next week, June 7th, I believe. Uh, that's nuts. Um, Harrison Ford's still alive. so That's, that's, that's happening. And, and James Mangold's writing and directing. Have no fear. Spielberg is still very, very much involved. But it is the first one not to be directed by him. Um I think we were gone during a lot of this. I know we reported on Phoebe Bridgers, right? Getting cast in it. Yeah. Uh, did I say, did I say her name correctly? Phoebe Waller-Bridges. Waller 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 Bridges. Bridges. You're then, thinking the, the singer Phoebe Bridgers, I, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the sad singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Um, yep. And then we also got uh, Mangold alum uh from Logan, he was the bad guy. Forgetting his name, forgive me. And I don't oh, pulled up here in front of me. Yeah, he's the guy that looks like uh, the other Ryan guy from Go- Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ryan Gosling, light. Yeah, yeah. kind of Ryan yeah. Gosling, Charlie Charlie Hunnam. Um, he's great, by the way. He's great. He's great. Ta- super talented actor. He's yeah. super talented. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's a gold. Nar- he's, he's a, a Narcos, gold tooth right? actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's a gold tooth kind of guy. You know, you know he's probably got at least one gold tooth floating around in there. Like <laughs> somewhere visible. He's got a visible gold tooth. You know he does. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. A gold tooth guy. Johnny Depp is a gold tooth guy. For there sure. are gold tooth guys, and he's one of them. Oh, guys that just God. look badass with a gold tooth. Like Brad Pitt would look so good with a gold tooth. You know Charlie oh, Hennam's got a gold tooth. For sure. Oh, I guaranteed. He's probably got a couple. Um, I have to I have to look this up now because this is going to bother me and we talked so much about him Boyd Holbrook Boyd hey, Holbrook is his name hey, go, did you look he's up Boyd Holbrook name. gold tooth oh let me look real quick Boyd I bet he's got gold. one how many gold tooth how many gold teeth does he have <laughs> <laughs> boy you, this Bullet is why you, tooth Tony you come to BSR for the yeah. great focused themes and you, you get uh, gold tooth Gold tooth oh, he's got a gold tooth in Logan. That's why. Told you. <laughs> That's you thought I was fucking crazy. Ah, slamming, slamming dunks. Um, gold teeth are great, but nobody beats uh, Homie with the bullet teeth in Snatch. Oh, bullet tooth Tony. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Disneyland's opening up uh, to everybody outside of California starting June fifteenth. And I can't tell you how not excited I am for that. Uh, we are going. Actually, we Steve, are going, I think you heard that wrong, right? What? I don't think Disneyland's opening to people of not from California. Yeah, they Confer- just announced. Cancel your tickets. Cancel your tickets if you're not from California. Stay out of California. Not, just all of the progressives are going to be yeah, trying guys, to. You're right. I just looked at it. They're up. all going to be trying to affect your that brain. Wrong. And I read yeah, that all wrong. The, they're going to. They're going to make all you, of the woke. The yeah. woke media is just going to attack you as soon oh, as you get here. It's true. Don't don't yeah. come. It's true. It's true. But you're going to want to hit Florida. But guys, on January on July 15th, Californians are going to be able to ride the Jungle Cruise again. It's reopening. Um, hey, so that movie comes out too in like two months. I saw is. the trailer for that. It looks pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. To see, I, I want to see the new trailer. I saw the original trailer from the, a year and a half ago. 
Um, but you think it looks good? Yeah, I think it looks fun. I mean, it's got the I, rock. Yeah, dude, it's got the rocket. How is it not going to be fun? Like Emily Blunt and the Rock are both fantastic. Um, I will say, <coughs> I hope they. Well, they should change the Jungle Cruise because there's very problematic chunks of the Jungle Cruise. Well, and that's what they've done. So, yeah, they got to go in and they've they've got to uh, maybe just do a little bit of that 2020 chisel, <laughs> just chisel away you know, at some of that the get problematic. Some, get some Thor guns. I am gonna. I, I'm not gonna lie. I I'm not gonna miss or I am gonna miss the. Um, the tour guides commenting on those sections, you know, that their, their commentary is always top notch. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, you get the point and it's like the rhinoceros going up the, yeah. I mean, it was always funny. I like backside of water, but that'll stay backside of water. Backside of water. that a fan? You know, I bet there's you know, somebody that's going to complain on Twitter that, that there's just is. like a waterfall somewhere. That's like, Oh, 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 you think that's funny? Oh, you think that there's fucking that's very problematic. We should we should we should not make light of that. No, the Jungle <laughs> Cruise had serious, serious fucking prog- problematic fucking pieces. The movie will probably help with that. Uh, I'm definitely itching to go back to theme parks. I'm starting to get the itch. I was. We have our tickets and we're going, and we were super excited until we heard that they were opening to everybody on the 15th, and now we're not as excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, California capacity, just, full capacity is not something that I'm looking forward to. I already like was a germaphobe. Full, full, full capacity on June 15th. Oh yeah, that hurts, dude. Full capacity. I guess I'll be enjoying Disneyland on fucking in September. <laughs> guess I'll be waiting. Yeah, I'm probably gonna hold off. I can't do full capacity. I can't do it. Like I wouldn't even do that if it wasn't a pandemic. I, ugh. No, thank you. That's going to be brutal. Yikes. Man, well, yep. couldn't bummer. California have just been like, let us have all of our nice California things? Because really, like, if anything, like, Californians have been the most tortured from not being able to do fun California stuff for the last, like, they could have been like, you know what? Fuck it. It's just only Californians this year. That would have been awesome, right? You know how great that would have been. Oh, I would have loved that. Everyone that's not from California is like, man, fuck these guys. I'll go to Disneyland. It's like, yeah, well, no, you move won't. to California. Go to Disney World. Yeah, you can go to Disney World. It's a whole world over there. It's fucking great. You got to check it out. So all kinds of shit. You f- f- go to the fucking zoo. You go to the fucking with no water mask. parks. Nobody's gonna carry. Yeah, dude, probably, nobody's probably gonna have a shit. gun if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and you open carry. You can open carrying. Open yeah. fucking Disney, carry and Disney fucking World, Epcot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Stand your ground state. I'm sure you can just hang out. Shit. Uh, we're back. We're back. I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys have anything, you know, that's on a positive here. Not not that we were ne- too negative, but you guys been watching anything? You got any recommendations? Um, anything? I haven't been watching much, but I'll that's tell you, you what I have sports. been doing. I have sports, which has been have you been spending money to no end. Have you been spending money? (laughs) Uh, no, not too much. But what I have been doing that's been bringing me a lot of entertainment has been I began playing The Witcher Three, and that game is fucking awesome. It is like it was something that I didn't know that I was going to enjoy as much as I am, and dude, I am loving running around just doing side mission after side mission being over leveled for the fucking story missions 
it's it's great man it's super adult it's violent uh it's uh you know fantastic magic shit swords just all the is fun that stuff. what the henry cavill show is based off of it yes. is yeah gotcha 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 so yeah i've been enjoying thoroughly enjoying playing that game what about you steve-o uh let's see here you know i've been enjoying uh i enjoyed mayor of uh east town uh amber amber had that playing on like two weeks in a row kind of in the background when it first started uh and i was like Ugh, another depressing show it's probably good but it looks really depressing and just with me kind of seeing it in the background week to week i ended up just getting hooked into it and uh you know, I was one of the people going, what is wrong? Why is it not populated on my HBO? It's on. Why is it not playing? What's wrong? I was, you know, I was one of the people that were like right when it was coming up and, and HBO Max crashed. Um, I also, you know, I've actually been enjoying the uh, um, the Hacks comedy show on uh, on HBO as well. And uh, I've, I've, I've dipped my toes back into my Survivor rewatch. So I'm watching <laughs> some more seasons. I will be done with all 41 years of Survivor by the time uh, I go to Disneyland in full capacity. 41 years? That thing's been on as long as I've been alive, practically. Uh, Alex, happen? what about you, bud? Uh, I finished Mayor of Easttown. I dug it. Thought it was cool. You're absolutely right. It's another really well-acted, depressing way to spend your time. It is not fun. <laughs> but I don't it recommend binging good. it. I recommend, I recommend yeah. like a week, every week or two a week. I mean, I binged it. I watched it all in one night. I couldn't stop. That's so heavy. it's definitely addicting. Um, I would say, like anything, if you add week breaks, it's not going to feel as kind of like probably monotonous. Because like when you start to binge, you're like, oh, man, they're really milking this. <laughs> like what's happening here? I feel like when you watch things week to week, you kind of need the reminder. Repetitive beats, similar character moments don't kind of stick out as much so yeah you're probably right steve i still think it's good like it's definitely better than the undoing oh my goodness is it better than the undoing uh i've watched the first two episodes of hacks uh not for me not for me uh maybe from what i you know it's funny because i think you and ithamar were both talking about kind of being into it maybe something happens like in episode three or episode four and you start to kind of click in like any good comedy so i'm still gonna watch three maybe four but so far i'm a little like you gotta give me something to root for yeah amber's feel amber feels the same way as you you gotta give me something to care about and right now the show is kind of void of a reason to care that's not necessarily a bad thing but I, that's kind of what I need in my, or what I want. It's not for me. It's somebody's art. God bless them. Uh, I watched the finale of Mighty Ducks Game Changers. <sighs> Hold on. Oh, Hold on. Hold on. Just hit me with it. I gotta find it. Yeah, it's still here. Oh, my. It, it actually, it like, um, genuinely, like, I don't want to end on a negative note, but like, I was watching it. It was like watching 60-year-olds write kids now. Like, all the kids are like, OMG, could you believe he just texted me? What's happening on my phone right now? A new app? It's just like, it's painful. The thing is, is the argument there would be like, well, it wasn't necessarily made for you. It was made for the younger audience. It's like, well... It's a younger audience thing that well, an eight-year-old can't 70s, write it. 
know, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like in, you know, in the 70s with Walter Matthau and the Bad News Bears, right? That's all it was in the 90s with Mighty Ducks. It's just for the next generation, but also parents and everybody could enjoy it just like in the 70s. And I feel like they... They, they did it for one side of the audience in a sense, and it was more of a oddly one of those stereotypical Disney Channel shows that were on when we were kids and they're on still today and Nickelodeon has their own. Uh, it's you know it's the Hannah Montana shows, the iCarly's, the those they they just did that with Mighty Ducks. And it's but you just you made a real you made a really good point. You hit the nail on the head, Steve, which is in the original Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they love hockey. They're kids who played hockey. They just happened to suck, but they loved the game. And because they loved the game, they taught their coach to re-love the game and care about the fun and not so much the winning and the pressure and the negative things that happen when you put a child in sports. Whereas in Mighty Ducks Game Changers, they're just kids who don't have any friends. And the only way they could make friends is by joining a hockey team. So none of them even care about hockey. They just want to be, it's like, it's a really weird kind of thing. Anyway, on to something positive. I will recommend this. And Steve's going to roll his eyes. No, I'm not. If you haven't had a chance, jump onto Netflix and watch Bo Burnham's new special inside the the whole premise of the special is he's locked inside of his house for the pandemic and he directs it he shoots it he writes all the music he does all the performing it's only him and it's this it's basically a kind of a contained piece of like i would say absurdist comedy art that kind of exists that is created fully within isolation and it uh mind-blowingly good it it, it is it's uh you want it like uh, i can't you know what that's a perfect example of why you should call younger people to work on your stuff because that guy could have show run that he never would but he's because he's way too much of an auteur or whatever but like it's a really good example of like trusting younger people with new and interesting ideas, you get new and interesting things. And this is so pretentious what I'm about to say, but like I said this to my wife, cause she watched it tonight as we were fin- finishing up dinner. <clears throat> and I said, it sort of was the first really good example where I'm like, man, all that vine stuff actually translated into art. You know, all of the like weird social media videos and the cat videos and the YouTube and the this and the that. Like, here's somebody that is so absorbed in it and look what came out like this, this thing that you could like project inside MoMA and be like, here you go. And like people could watch it for years to come. And I'm not saying it's like the greatest thing ever, but there are a couple moments in it that are just like, you're going to see a lot of people talking about it over the next couple of weeks is be what I would say. So that's my recommendation. Bo Burnham inside. Check out Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Hashtag best show ever. That's all I got. Quick. There- <laughs> really quickly, there are two things that I'm excited about. One was a piece of news that I saw today that uh, we didn't talk about, but the Toxic Avenger is coming back and Elijah what? Wood 
is cast as rumored to be cast as the toxic event no he's not really that's the rumor that i read today is corman involved I don't know. I didn't read the whole article. I just saw the the title that says the Toxic know, Avenger reboot rumored to be adding Elijah Wood as what? the lead. Um, the other thing that I'm super excited about is a show. I think it's a show. I don't think it's a movie. I'm pretty sure it's a show coming to Netflix this Friday. The what's this Friday? The fourth? The fourth? Yeah. Uh, Sweet Tooth. It's based on a comic book series. Uh, oh yes friday right yeah friday what super is super stoked for that sweet tooth it's called oh. sweet tooth um and it's a it's a series that's been on my list for a Same. long time that people have been like you gotta read this dude you're gonna love it you're gonna love it and i think i even have one of the collections somewhere and i'm just like yo i gotta get into this um but it looks really, really good, like the trailer that I've seen. So I'm stoked for that. That's coming, I believe, this Friday. The That's fourth. the one produced by Robert Downey Jr., right? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Okay. I think it is, yeah. yeah. It looks great. It, it looks, looks very... super cool. It's like so ethereal and fantastical and like crazy. I don't even know enough about the the um, the comic series to even like speak about it or anything, but uh I'm I'm excited. I might try and do like a quick dive into the series just to like get an idea of what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, that might be a, if it's really good. That might be a weekend binger for me. I might yeah. I might I might plow through that to uh if it, if I really fall in love with it. No, good call, this guy. I was uh, combing through like what's coming up on yeah. Netflix, and and there's that, and there's like there's a couple others that are like, oh, these all sound like kind of great. There's a couple of things coming out on Netflix like, oh, this is going to be a good little chunk of even one of them. I was like, ooh, most expensive rental properties. I got to watch this. <laughs> I got really like rental vacation properties. Ooh, I can't wait. Uh, well, <laughs> that was an episode that we Steve just did. did you, wait, wait, did we get Steve's uh, record? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. He was. Uh, Oh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, his yes. favorite thing he's ever yeah, seen. Yeah, he was tell he was talking about. Thing. Can you believe when Steve <laughs> went off for like ten minutes about how shitty Mighty Ducks Game Changers is? Can you believe oh, that Steve man! did that? I can't believe that Steve would do that. Yet. Oh my gosh, Steve, can uh, you get it, it together? Just, I just, you know, I can't help myself sometimes. Guys. Get it together, Steve. Maybe if they make good shit, I wouldn't lose my shit. Well, there you go. Just like that, Cisco. Where can the people find you at home? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Cisco Kid with two Ds, seventy seven. Steve, where can the people find you? Uh, I think you can find me on Twitter at Rex Manning, and you can find me <laughs> in a dark corner, crying, crying tears of pain for my fallen soldiers, the Quack Attack. Wow. With that being said, we'll see you guys next week on BSR. Later. What's up guys? I'm here at Pixar. I'm about to go in, uh, start working on a collaboration project with Pixar. 
Just kidding, man. I don't play that soft little baby shit, man. That's Satan all day, man. Evil Satan stuff. Heavy metal shit, man. I don't fuck around with a little baby shit like that.